0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Vin Diesel has confirmed that the Guardians of the Galaxy will be in Avengers Infinity War. Thor Ragnarok already has a tie-in to Doctor Strange, tiny details reveal where Luke Cage falls on the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline, and every Luke Cage episode title has been revealed.
1: Plus, after all that news and feedback we've got, we'll be discussing Luke Cage Avenger, a comic book uh, that we're reading and we read and want to discuss in preparation for the new Luke Cage Netflix series, premiering in like, what, uh, less than a month now? Yeah, 24
0: days as of recording. Ooh, so excited.
1: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. What's going on, Jeff Randall?
0: Matt, I just got back from Dragon Con. I am so jealous. You should be. It was fun. I am so tired, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you hear about um, Charles getting me in on uh, panel? Oh no, I didn't. I got to, or well, I was kind of roped into. No, I got to. I, it was fun. I got to speak on the panel. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what was the panel? Podcasting, past, present, and future is what it was called. Nice. Um, I was like, am I? Am I the future? Is that what I'm doing here? <laughs> yeah, am I the future? <laughs> will I be? Will I be a podcast one day? <laughs> Like is that why I'm roped into this? And like, come one to day. find out, I was the only one that was part of a genre podcast. Oh, nice! And um, I had I had questions directed at me, and I had answers for them. It was crazy.
1: That's awesome. It's it's weird when you do something for two years, you start to like actually know things about it, but not, you yeah. never. It's not <laughs> like you ever studied it. You just know things. Yeah. It's, it's real weird when I get in a conversation. Um, but I, 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 I do music full time for a living. I've been doing it for about six years now, like without a, you know, a side job or whatever. Just do music, and so. But it's it's so it's so in a vacuum, and like. But then when p- people finally like pierce that and start asking me questions
0: i have like so many opinions that i didn't realize i had <laughs> yeah that yeah. was the weird thing like when uh, when somebody was like or when somebody asked like what do you do on weeks like if you're in a genre podcast and and you don't have something new content wise like i was the first one to speak up i was just like uh, panic first <laughs> and then like scrape the bottom of the barrel as far as news and then figure something out as far as content. And, And, uh, you know, I went on to say, like, how lucky I am to be in the genre that we are in because, like, we have... The comics to fall back on, right? If we've got an upcoming Absolutely. thing,
1: we just go read a comic book. And most, pretty much any genre thing, even if it doesn't have comics, it's going to have similar content that you could cover as like this is obviously inspired by. Like you're yeah, doing, if yeah. you're doing Walking Dead, you could cover all the Romero zombie movies and just be like, oh, I see how this inspired this, and you know, I mean, you could cover the Walking Dead comics too. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but you could you, you can you can delve into things that aren't even necessarily Necessarily, i mean we could cover the old uh whatever captain america movies and stuff that were like not in not at all in the marvel cinematic universe we could talk about yeah. that stuff there's, there's always stuff to delve into um but yes oh
0: yeah we could do uh, we could do like uh for next summer we could do bad marvel ooh just the bad marvel movies like the the 90s fantastic four movie that never got Yeah, revealed. depending on what's happening with, if we can um, find it Depending
1: on what's happening next summer, as far as content, well, that might be a good way to go. Just do like bad Marvel movie after bad Marvel movie. Um, yeah. We could, maybe we'll maybe we could put together like a contest on the website to, to like rank the worst Marvel movies.
0: Oh yeah, let's go and uh, uh, do them in let's order. Get a poll started. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That sounds yeah. like a fun, That's a fun next summer plan. Man, we should, we should have. We should have really thought this out before the summer started. We could have had a great plan.
0: <laughs> we could have been doing stuff the entire summer instead of just like
1: not doing uh, a podcast every other week or so. We yeah. did like we did like two weeks off, or uh, two weeks, then maybe three weeks, then two weeks, then two weeks, then three weeks. The summer has been a little scatter We did um,
0: uh, we did four weeks to begin
1: with. Oh, that's right. That we did that one where we just completely couldn't get together. Um, yeah, wedding season. I, I wish I could say it was almost over October is going to be the worst month for me By far awesome. I've got like awesome. <laughs> 8 weddings in October It's going to be crazy
0: It's great So let's get to this news right <clears throat> Yeah man Let's man. talk about some Marvel Man Vin Diesel has confirmed That the Guardians of the Galaxy Will be in Avengers Infinity War It's interesting He's- that it went through Vin Diesel To tell us that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He uh, he said it on his on his Facebook page. I know he's kinda of um, a social media
1: loudmouth about stuff, but it's kinda of weird oh yeah, to me that that he's was horrible the guy. about
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> um it was in a live stream, he said, uh, next year you've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two coming and that whole concept started from you all saying, When are you gonna be in a Marvel movie? And then he said, and you remember the first picture after that Marvel meeting that I had where I was standing with the Avengers thing in the back? Some of you can look up that picture. There was this old Avengers copy that was behind me in that picture. If you look back on my Facebook page, you can find that. What's going to be surreal is that uh, that picture is going to come to pass because now the, the Guardians will be included in Avengers Infinity War, and that's incredibly exciting. Incredibly exciting. Incredibly exciting. And something that if you were a part of our page, you knew beforehand everybody yeah so I mean, that's really exciting
1: <laughs> i feel i'm super exciting I, I i've been excited about it because i think that's been kind of on the uh, that has like, been kind of clear for a long time I feel yeah like, like we've known it without anybody confirming it <laughs> i mean as much as james gunn tries to kind of separate the guardians like for his movies he always wants to make it very clear that you know, these are. There's not going to be anything to do with Thanos in this movie. He keeps yeah, saying like, "We're like not that.
0: beholden to the Avengers."
1: Yeah, which I, you know, I hear. I hear what he's trying to say, but let's face it. It's time for you guys to be in the Avengers. So whatever right. where, wherever you put your heroes at the end of your movie, they better be ready to join the Avengers.
0: <laughs> like um, I don't care where they are, they just better be ready. Yeah. To join Iron Man and Captain America. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So what else we got?
0: well uh, there was a picture posted of uh uh kind of a Thor Ragnarok um tie-in to dr Strange it's yeah. just yeah yeah, I know right <laughs> Thor Ragnarok comes out next year uh Dr Strange comes out in just under two months, which is so mind blowingly exciting oh my gosh so
1: much coming so much coming so quick
0: I know after, um, after
1: a summer of nothing we're gonna have like a major a ma- major event. Uh, Luke Cage, major movie event, and a season of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back. It's gonna be, gonna be awesome. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome.
0: And, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back in two weeks.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: And then next week we get uh, the drop of Captain America Civil War on Blu-ray. Woo! I'm excited about that. I am too. Um, but this picture is is from the set of Thor Ragnarok, and Thor is holding... a uh, a little slip of paper that looks a whole lot like the the card that the Wi-Fi password was on (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Strange. Um, And it has on it an address that says 177A Bleecker Street. Now that address, uh, 177A Bleecker Street, is the address to Dr. Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum in uh, Greenwich Village, New York. Yeah, And Obviously, Doctor Strange is working with an Infinity Stone. We're assuming it's the Eye, Eye of Agamotto, but yeah, they, know, not confirmed or anything. That probably would mean
1: they were going to meet up if, if Thor could read.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. But if Thor uh, could read. Since, since
1: <laughs> Thor clearly is illiterate. Come on. I don't know. I wouldn't say just that he's illiterate. Ill- illiterate Thor sounds like a funny Twitter or something.
0: <laughs> I don't know how he would write on it, but... He just, he looks at his hammer and he's like, I have no idea what this means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whosoever wields his hammer, like, I, I got nothing. Uh, nope. I'm glad I'm worthy. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Couldn't if I tried. Oh, man. But, so that... That's gonna be like there's we're uncertain if that's gonna be like a a a post credit scene stinger mid credit scene whatever I bet it's
1: not I mean I think they're going to be building pretty hard based on where what Thor was doing in Avengers two I have a feeling they're going to be building pretty hard toward the, the Infinity War in Thor Ragnarok.
0: Oh, yeah, they have to be. I mean, he's going to to find the Infinity Stones. He, that's why he left in Avengers 2. Yeah. And then... And now we
1: see him looking for Doctor Strange, who we presume has an Infinity Stone. We don't know, but yeah. it, it really seems to come together that... I mean, you know, you get, how amazing would it be if by the end of Thor Ragnarok we already have a lot of the, like... Team coming together to fight Thanos you know or even Thanos appearing at that point um, c- it re- I really could see like or, or or another Thanos henchman you know we had Ronan uh, running around in Guardians. What if another one of Thano's henchmen are like doing whatever to try to uh, to try to get this going and and, and we know uh, Loki. Has a personal relationship with Thanos, which we, hasn't really been touched on since since Avengers One. But like, yeah. how do we know that Lo- we, Loki basically worked for Thanos in Avengers One? Um, how do we know that uh, Loki still doesn't have either fear of Thanos or uh, or knowledge about Thanos that we don't? That yeah, some like, lasting know? connection. Yeah
0: well oh Oh, man man. there's uh there's also other set photos that have come out um i'll put these in the photo stream for this episode but um one of which one of these set photos was like a crazy grizzled looking uh anthony hopkins like dressed as a hobo oh really like odin hobo on the streets nice that sounds amazing
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> it sounds like a really good, like fish out of water, back to Thor one, but even funnier because he's like, uh, the it, like not only is he a Asgard an Asgardian on Earth, but he's like the king of Asgard. <laughs> he's like the Asgardian. Yeah, he's like the king, produced reduced to a pauper on Earth. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's God, how oh, how the mighty have fallen. Exactly,
1: that'd be a, that'd be a really fun.
0: Like, what if that's scene. where he? That's where What if that's where he is after Loki like deposed him yeah, at the end of absolute. Thor? He's just been like
1: screaming that he's the king of Asgard on the streets of Manhattan.
0: <laughs> like, there's there's that possibility, but what if there's the possibility of like his memory has been sealed away? And sure, he doesn't know sure, who he sure is? yeah. I mean, it'd be funnier if he was just like, "I'm the king of Asgard." Come on! He's been in a been in a loony what? bin for the last two, last whatever three movies. God, that would be horrible. It would it really would? Like, what if we just see him in the background in Luke Cage? He's just walking past, like, "I'm the king of Asgard," and like <laughs> nobody pays him any attention. Beautiful. Oh God, that would be that would be funny. Um, other set photos, though, have come out where you see. Uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor and Tom Hiddleston as Loki, uh, like sitting in front of a newsstand, and there's like there's articles behind it where they're saying like the uh, Loki is returned. You know the the villain has been spotted. Is Thor back? Like then there's uh, some sort of cosplayer. Just there's a lot of stuff that's starting to come out as far as set photos for this movie and. They're just, they're tying it into everything, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm feeling the hype train.
1: That is so. so those uh, newspaper articles those are in those are from the movie. Like those are background.
0: Yeah, newspapers? those are background in that uh, in that set photo. Oh, that sounds awesome. Just Let's like see if I can find it. I want I- to link it. The the
1: idea that not only is Loki back, but the world would recognize him, of course, because he was this like, you know tried he was a to destroy the world head. yeah he's a yeah. figurehead of this invasion force um so of course they'd know who he was um it's always interesting to know like what uh what the populace knows about what's going on it's always really interesting to me yeah, to 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 see that.
0: Well, that Real helps cool. to that helps to better flesh out the world, oh, and yeah. like and build the the background of everything, because like that's one of the main things that we love about the Netflix series is that New York is a character itself. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for showing me those. Yeah, those are awesome. Uh, I love the uh, I love the. Uh, I love all the newspaper stuff. I don't. Wonder, I don't know if that's even going to be in the movie, you know. <laughs> but yeah. but it, uh, it it's really neat that
0: it definitely fuels that fire that uh, that speculation fire. Yeah. And what is
1: going on in the actual world? What do people think about what these heroes are doing? You know.
0: Yeah, we all know how much I love speculation. Yes. And how I like to take random single words and extrapolate on that. Anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> so we've talked a lot about um how just absolutely relevant to modern times um Luke Cage seems like it's going to be right, yeah, Jeff Loeb, the head of Marvel t v is actually uh extremely excited about that himself um, he He specifically said uh, in a video interview, he said it really is incumbent on us to make sure each show has a different feeling to it. When we brought in Chiyohodari Coker, one of the things that we talked about was what makes Luke different. There are some obvious differences in the sense that we're talking about really the first African American superhero that comes from the street and lives in that world. When we started there, we said, what is that physically going to look like? So, that, I mean, they they looked really hard into the practicality of shooting in Harlem because they really wanted Harlem because it's got such... Such flavor and such character just in the city itself, and that's that's how they're helping to make. Um, he specifically said that's how they made Harlem, I'm sorry, New York into the fifth Defender. Nice. And that, I mean, that kind of confirms. Yeah, we're not going to get Doctor Strange in the Defenders, but that's you know, that's well, sad. maybe not <laughs>
1: in the Defenders as a team, but maybe in. Uh he, He's definitely going to be in New York. He could be there. He could he could show up still.
0: <laughs> he could still just walk by.
1: Yeah. <sighs> or they could go see him like everyone else is going to see him or whatever, you know. I would yeah. love for him to just be a part of the team though. That'd be awesome. And yeah. it'd just be kind of amazing. <laughs>
0: But the uh, as far as the, the real-world relevance, or the current relevance, he said you can't set out to do Luke Cage and not deal with the reality of what's going on in this country and what's going on in general. It's not what the show's about, but if we can get our message out, which is, this is all one planet and we're going to have to figure it out. You can't just put up walls and try to figure it out that way. We made a show which has great fun, great action, all the things you, that you want out of Luke Cage. Yeah. And he continued saying, you know, he's a total badass. Mike Coulter just is the role. It's a very different Luke Cage than you saw in Jessica Jones, even though it's the same actor. On Jessica Jones, you were seeing Luke through Jessica's POV because it was Jessica's story and that's the way it should be. There weren't scenes where Luke was just doing stuff on his own. Now you're gonna get to see him with his friends, with his worlds, with what's going on. Detective Misty Knight is in it, nice. is in that show, and Simone Missick is just killing it. That's awesome. That's really really but, cool. Oh. To hear how excited he is about that just makes me more excited because like the trailer was already really good. Yeah,
1: yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, nothing, nothing but good things to say. I'm really excited to see, uh, especially after this comic
0: that we read. Right,
1: that's right. I did. Uh, yeah, just hearing about Misty Knight being in it and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, I
0: know who that is now. <laughs> I
1: know that character.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: really excited to see that character. Yeah, that it was. It's great. It's really, really exciting to see uh, Luke Cage very yeah, soon.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be cool to see uh, Claire Temple come back, because, you know, like, as much as these shows are about the heroes, it's also about the people that they save. And I'll be damned if Claire Temple doesn't need saving in every freaking season. I don't know if I'd say everything. that. Um,
1: I mean, she does about as much saving as she does needing saved.
0: <laughs> that's that's fair. Okay, that, that, I will give it that. Because... Um, Matt Murdock definitely needs it. Yeah, he, he he she saved <laughs> Matt Murdock more times
1: than Matt Murdock I mean, saved she her. Saved
0: Luke, yeah, for sure. When the shotgun blast to the
1: to the chin to the chin. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, she's man. she's she is a hero. She's not just a not just yeah. a damsel, not just a damsel in distress.
0: I take back my That's comment right. of her needing saving. That's right. Yeah, we all thank need you it. for <laughs> we all we all need a little
1: saving sometimes.
0: Yeah. But even heroes. She's she hmm.
1: she's she's as much a hero as any of them. She's great. Um yeah. I w I wanna almost feel like I wonder if Danny Rand will show up, but I doubt it.
0: I don't know. You know, it was really hard to differentiate at uh, at Dragon Con between like actual hobos and people who may be cosplaying return Danny Rand.
1: Yeah, that I saw that tweet. That was real good. <laughs>
0: I kind of felt real bad, because I, like, I was walking behind a guy, and he had the hair, and he had the look, and I was like, is he, is that Danny, Rand? like, is he doing Danny Rand? Is he actually doing, and like, He's I got around homeless. in front of him, and I was like, no, that might just be a homeless guy. Yeah. Uh, did you see any, did you actually see any Danny Rands? I mean, I saw a lot of Iron Fists, nice. you know, like, yeah. in the the classic costume. Nice. And they were pretty cool. Um I rode an escalator behind a Luke Cage and I was like, Dude, Luke Cage, so nice. Can't wait for your show and He's like, I've been looking for a Jessica. I need to get a picture and I was like, You know what you do And I saw one Thursday, but I haven't seen one since. And you know, I would think that Jessica Jones would be a much more uh, readily cosplayed character with the, you know, the costume just being so easy. Yeah. Well,
1: well it's, it's so a easy. Leather jacket and splash some blood on it. It's so easy, but it's also may not be as recognizable. You might just be like, "Oh, that girl's wearing a leather jacket."
0: <laughs> no. I assume that every girl with black hair and a leather jacket is going to be cosplaying Jessica Jones.
1: Yeah, that that
0: might be another issue of like,
1: oh no, you're just a person. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh no, you're just a hobo. It's it's. I think that's
1: happened to me on Halloween before, where I've been like, oh, I love your costume. You look just like blah blah blah, and they're like, uh, I'm not wear- I'm not dressed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh, sorry. Uh, well, you look just like Urkel. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh just assumed. About that. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) So, um but yeah, what I was getting at here is that as Claire Temple was or sorry, yeah, Claire Temple Rosario Dawson, um, as she was the connective tissue between Daredevil to Jessica Jones, she's also going to be the connective tissue for Luke Cage, and she'll be um or she'll be part of the connective tissue. I mean, obviously, Luke Cage was in Jessica Jones, but yeah. uh, she's kind of where we discover where the timeline is for Luke Cage versus the rest of it. Um, well, I would assume be, if she meets Luke Cage, it'll have to be after Jessica Jones. I would assume. You, you would think so, but, like, specifically, at least. Sure, um, sure. Because... Charlie Cox said in a uh, in an interview, he said, one thing that I thought was really cool is that in the second season of Daredevil, we had a scene together uh, he's talking about with um, Rosario Brzeira Dawson. Yeah. And he said, we had a scene together and in the storyline we hadn't seen each other for a long time and it takes place at the hospital. Uh, she had a cut in her eyebrow, so I was like, what's that? Apparently it has nothing to do with our world, but it's part of Luke Cage. The timeline had been thought through and worked out so that whatever's going on in Luke Cage, which we don't know, I don't know, somehow at some point during that show, the next day she's in the hospital talking to me.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. So it's yeah. not something we know yet, but it's something that was in... It's
0: something that we've seen already, but we don't know when it happens so yet Luke and Cage what caused Basically, it.
1: we now know that Luke Cage Season 1 is going to be concurrent with Daredevil Season 2, which is really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really,
0: really rad. <laughs> so there's no, like, okay, now Daredevil's going to take out a bad guy and then Luke Cage is gonna take out a bad guy and then it's been like three years since Daredevil's taken out a bad guy, so now he's just gonna show up in the defenders and it's like it's all running at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean that that, that leaves open possibilities for anything that happened in Daredevil to affect Luke Cage. Like if if Daredevil's having this big battle with the hand on kinda like the rooftops, Luke Cage's down in the like down in the you know, the slums and the crack houses, like dealing with drug dealers and shit, like just awesome. Just like uh, yep. I'd love to see like a a hand soldier just like flip over Luke Cage's head while he's like down there dealing with his his kind of crime that he deals with. You know, like just awesome. Well, who knows? He, in... The Punisher could easily show up.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, easily. I mean, I think what they're trying to get at is that the Punisher was doing other stuff at the time that uh, Luke Cage season one is happening because you know it's kind of. Along with Daredevil season two, but still, the th- the things happening at the same time like that, like Punisher goes away for a little bit and kind of disappears. Like it could happen. There's so much open for all of it. Oh yeah, so it's too cool. much. I can't handle so cool. it. <laughs> I can't handle it. Oh wait, Rosario Dawson also had something to say in that interview. Um, the way that the way that they sign her for all of these episodes is kind of um crazy <laughs> oh yeah she said i've been signing on every year just on its own i've had a different sort of experience where i really don't know and then when i do sign up i sign on for episodes but they don't tell me which shows so i have no idea i'm just sort of working and have this question mark for the entire year which is when are they going to call me and for what and how is it going to show up? <laughs> what I do, I come in pretty late, so I won't get those first couple episodes. That happened with the second season of Daredevil. When I came on, they didn't send me any of the previous episodes, so I suddenly just came in in the middle of all this insanity, and they're like, you'll watch it at the premiere with the rest of us. My character's a little standalone in that sense. Huh. So she's just kind of, like, thrown into it, just like, go. No backstory. Yeah, man, the night
1: nurse, you know, she when they need to call her, they call her. And she's yeah. there.
0: Yeah, I like it. I mean, we saw her save Danny Wren in that comic. Yeah, we did. Oh man, it's tying into I'm everything. Sure she's, I'm sure
1: it'll be easy. It seems like he's going to be in the hospital or a mental ward or something uh, when he gets back. So uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it won't be hard to sneak Rosario Dawson in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Ah, uh, it's. I wonder where she's going to show up in Luke Cage. I don't know. But the uh, full episode list, or the names of all of the episodes, are have been revealed. They are available online. You want me to run through Yeah, them let's hear what the episodes are called. All right, I man. know they're
1: all NWA songs, right?
0: Uh, they're actually... They are... Let's see. Every episode title is from a record performed by the hip-hop legend's Gangstar. Okay which apparently had been part of Chio Koker's cokers plan all along. Right,
1: right. And I, for some I thought it was an NWA that we said last week. Or.
0: Yeah, we had, uh, we had said Wu-Tang at one point. Oh, that really? was what was reported at, at some point. It was all Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang songs, but oh, okay, uh, gotcha. it is definitely hip-hop music. But right, right, right. <laughs> we were just misdirected. It's okay. And we're sorry, everybody, for continuing that misdirection. Anyway, full episode list for Luke Cage Season 1 is Moment of Truth. Code of the streets. Who's gonna take the weight? Step in the arena, just to get a rep. Suckas need bodyguards. Manifest, blowing up the spot. Dwyck, take it personal. Now you're mine. Solilo- uh, soliloquy of chaos, and you know my steez.
1: Nice. We should uh give each of those a listen when we do our um
0: oh yeah when we do
1: our we we do our we should listen to the it the and cast. talk
0: about how it plays into the to the episode yeah because would be a lot of
1: fun uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it's that probably mostly just the name ties into the episode, but still it's kind of
0: nah man cool. there's a discussion in this video, what is it hold on it's a a series of videos promoting the show, it's the first one um there's there's a discussion in the video about the speed of hip-hop and how it meshes with Luke Cage's encounters in the show. So there is a um, kind of a flow to it to go along with Those the music. Musics. Yeah, sure. Oh, man. Very cool. That's going to be good. God, the show is going to be so good. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm calm now. So, uh, last real bit of news, if it's even news. Um, Jeff Loeb is... He's talkative these days, especially with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back. Um, He's recently talking in an interview about how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. moving to a later spot is going to give it a little bit more edge, and uh, has called it his favorite Marvel TV show. Interesting. Yeah, he... um, he said, people ask me all the time, what's my favorite show of all the shows that we do? He said, I really do have a very special place for S.H.I.E.L.D. Without S.H.I.E.L.D., nothing else happens. We had to prove to the world that Marvel Television could make a television series, and that we could compete in this incredibly competitive atmosphere. Yes, we had an incredible gift that Clark Gregg came from Features and reprised his role as Phil Coulson, but all those brand new characters, all those people that uh, Jed Whedon and Marissa Tonker Owen and Jeff Bell work with every single time, the fans out there who so embraced our entire cast, all that makes a huge difference
1: hmm yeah
0: it's it's interesting
1: it's interesting to realize it feels like the netflix shows are a lot more you'll have one person who's maybe in four episodes and then you'll have even characters like uh foggy and karen sometimes they feel like they're not even in every episode you know an episode will be yeah. solely focused on daredevil and electra or uh punisher and daredevil or whatever it, like the sh- a show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a lot more consistent. It has like a beginning. Each episode seems to have a beginning and an end. It's a lot more procedural. It's not. It's not procedural, but it's like a lot more than Netflix or, or any of the Netflix shows are Daredevil or Jesse Jones.
0: Yeah. That's actually one of the things that, um, that Charlie Cox talked about in, uh, in his kind of spotlight or whatever, his panel that I went to at DragonCon. He said that, um, the difference between the Netflix shows the main difference between the Netflix shows and the the uh, weekly age shield you know, type stuff agents of shield type shows is that you know with the Netflix stuff people consume it differently they consume it you know as much as they want all at once and then you know they 'll come back to it the next day you know after they pass out or whatever but so that whenever they do that they don't like they can the people can go back and recap whenever they feel like it, but on shows like Agents of Shield or you know any of the of the normally weekly televised stuff you 've got to recap and kind of almost retell the story every single week and get people back into it and then you 've got to have um, you 've got to have a an arc where in between each commercial break, something builds up to something happening and you bring people back after that commercial break yeah. and then you have to have that big thing that brings people back for the next week. Like, they don't have to do that with Netflix. Basically, just he's just, story. It, just
1: saying how, how much worse it is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, It's... I mean, the truth be told, um, basically, television... Uh, Traditional television it has far more masters to serve than Netflix does. Uh, It has like like he said it has to serve the commercial breaks. It has to actually you know (laughs) serve serve an audience who's going to watch it in whatever way they want to. Um, Whereas Netflix is just like we just need to make the best story that people are just going to watch. (laughs) That's all we care about, and uh, I think that's. It produces it. <laughs> better content. Um, as much as we rag on Agents of Shield occasionally uh, for some of the things that they've done, um, I mean, just, they just have such a harder job
0: <laughs> yeah. to,
1: to deal with all the the needs of so many different. It's um, uh, just so many different needs, basically.
0: Yeah. So. Hopefully, by uh, by moving to the ten o'clock spot, they'll be um, they'll be a little better off. Because yeah. uh, Jeff Loeb said, you know, by going to 10 o'clock, we're going to be taking on just a little bit more edge, a little bit more grit. The show is pretty violent for something at 9 o'clock, but when we get to 10 o'clock, we're going to be just a little hair of something that I think people are going to really enjoy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I, ho- I
1: hope he's right. I hope that this new 10, o- 10 o'clock time slot will be more fitting, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um. It, it makes it seem more like... Uh, At least for the more mature stuff with Daredevil and and Jessica Jones, it just makes it feel more real.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, One piece of news we didn't talk about yet Nathaniel Muzzy posted on our Facebook this week um, it's that Happy Hogan is returning to Spider Man Homecoming.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Favreau is coming back as Happy Hogan. In many ways, the father
1: of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. um, Which is great. On a lot of, on a lot of levels, I think. I mean, it shows he's still involved. He's still willing to be involved. He hasn't been in anything since Iron Man three, so um, it's nice to see that he's back. Uh, I would love to see him come back as a director, though.
0: Yeah, he's talked about um, possibly coming back as a director, but it would be like it's really so different now than when he was the director of the first two Iron Man. Oh yeah, movies. for sure. But he could, he's still definitely interested in it. He's just been a scheduling thing. I think I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. A couple of months ago, something like that. Well, it's cool mm-hmm. to know he's
1: actually going to be back, and Nathaniel Muzzy said he's surprised at how excited this makes him. Um, <laughs> and I, I I don't know that I'm surprised, I'm, not I'm surprised definitely at all. happy.
0: Um, yeah, I'm not surprised at all by how happy I am, yeah. because he's awesome. He's happy. Ha, I get it. Mm-hmm. He's happy, and that makes me happy. Anyway, let's get to the general <laughs> feedback. Yeah, there's a, there's, a little, uh, there's
1: a little more news feedback here. The um, uh, w- things that we didn't get to—we were researching, I guess. Uh, the uh, like uh, Squirrel Girl to be featured in a new Warrior series. We didn't discuss that last week, did we? Uh,
0: there's we didn't, but it's it's not been. Oh, it's not anything official. Yeah, it's nothing official. It's not confirmed. I I didn't really talk about it, mostly because it's not anything official. Gotcha, um, gotcha.
1: Well, and then Muzzy says, It's not anything official, but I'm torn. Love the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, but I really question a powered team on ABC, especially when it's a comedy, still waiting on any damage control progress. They canceled Agent Carter, and now I'm not sure they know what to do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If it was for Hulu or Netflix, I'd be more interested. Um yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I want to see ABC learn the lessons from uh from from Netflix. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. Like take cues from from yeah, Netflix. Like
1: realize how much everyone's saying how great these things are and just uh you know, try to work in some of that some of that technique, the technique and style they're using over there.
0: You know, well, I hope that we'll see with this season in you know in two weeks we'll see with the season how uh, how they play with uh, more mystical, intense, crazy things because you know Ghost Rider is going to be in the season, so yeah. we'll see how they do with a more uh, mature aspect from that character and also a bit more in the way of effects, because, you know, Ghost Rider is going to require a lot of effects.
1: Yeah, depending on how they do them.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how they handle that, and that's something that I'm really looking forward to as well, just to see how they, how they handle Ghost Rider, especially with this new Ghost Rider. Yeah. They don't have to, like, they don't have to apologize for the movies,
1: Right. When right, they're doing right. this. I mean, they they still kind of have to because a lot of people aren't going to understand they're different. They're going to be like, "Oh, it's a ghost rider. That that really weird movie. Why are they putting it on over here?" <laughs> Why are they putting that uh, version of that on TV? That's strange.
0: Like, who said that was okay? <laughs> All right, so let's move on to a bit of general feedback. Uh, let's see. Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook and I'm going to I'm going to edit this for spoilers to Kind of keep that under the rug.
1: Some of you may not have seen uh, Apocalypse, but this... uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. He says, I know it's not MCU, but I liked Age of Apocalypse, but it was a step back from the previous two movies. I didn't care about Apocalypse. This movie would have been better if it was called The Rise of Magneto, and they focused it on Eric and his family and what happened to him.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. After... After he's after uh, Sherman wrote this, I was just like, he is so right, especially with the way these movies have been so far. The Yet First Class is about it's really about Magneto and Professor X's relationship, and then the next one is about Magneto and Professor X's relationship and them being kind of pulling back and forth between with uh, with Mystique in the middle, and then this one could have been him really turning to the dark side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this could have been like. (laughs) A real episode three type moment.
0: Okay, maybe that's a bad example. Yeah, but <laughs> no. no, it seemed fitting because you know, not like <laughs> not everybody liked it no, as much. It's, it's, as- it's actually
1: a wonderful analogy um, <laughs> because it's like you had you had three X Men movies, and then you went back in time and told the the other three X-Men movies. <laughs> and if you had ended that with, with a character who you knew would eventually go bad, really going bad, it really would have been like a straight up interesting, some interesting correlations between Star Wars and the X-Men movies. Um, like a very, very mirror mirror kind of thing. Um, uh, I can't watch those the same ever yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, it would have been great. And uh, instead, Eric's, just still the wishy washy. Like I feel like he's never really. I mean, he does evil things, especially in the in the in the in the the, the first three movies um, from from the from the early two thousands. But. Um, I don't know these new movies. They're trying to humanize him so much that he never really turns into Magneto. You know, yeah. I want to. I want to see a character that I do identify with, and I really can see things from his perspective. But him really become a villain that would have been compelling. And instead, they still like walked the line between. Oh, he's <laughs> Wait, he could be a bad guy, which I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with him being like having some redeemable qualities. But let him. I mean, yeah. He did.
0: He did. Let him be Magneto. Yeah. He didn't.
1: Yeah, he. They didn't. I don't think. I don't think they really let him be Magneto in this movie. Um, yeah. He definitely does some bad stuff, but uh, could have. Could have been. Could have been better. Could have been better for sure. Yeah. Especially if he'd been uh, the focus of the movie and not Apocalypse. Because I don't. I agree with. I agree with Sherman. Apocalypse just didn't matter. I didn't care. Didn't matter. Didn't care about him at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Next up, Danef said to us on Twitter at MCU Cast: "Lorelai from season one of Shield in Ragnarok would be a good way to show it's all connected," quote unquote. Sif was bringing her to Odin slash Loki at the time. Yeah,
1: that would be. Great. Yeah, she
0: was.
1: Even if she, cause, even if she's like a background yeah. character or something.
0: Yeah, like you completely forget that. You know what was it? episode eight was. The one that tied in with uh with Thor the Dark World, and at the end of that, Odin was replaced by Loki, and then you've got Yes Men that was what, like episode fifteen? Something like that? Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, yeah. somewhere in that range? Like, yeah. Yeah. Huh.
1: So so by the time she gets returned, that. Loki is already on the throne. supposed, yeah. you know, supposedly. So um yeah. <laughs> Hmm. It's interesting that she gets returned, to, and I remember thinking that when, when, when the episode he's like, I'm t- got to go back to Odin. Like, he was like, Oh yeah, that's not Odin. <laughs> but, <laughs> but
0: you you go ahead and do that. You go ahead and do that, but that's not Odin. Yeah, he doesn't look like him. <laughs> okay, uh, Levi said to us on Twitter: Adams, you Vision mentioned on Civil War that one day he hopes to control the Mind Gem. So do you think that will come into play when Thanos has it?
1: That's a very interesting question.
0: That is, because that that provides a lot of speculation of like, could he possibly control the rest of the gauntlet with it if he learns to control the mind gem? If he, um, if he like puts his own consciousness into it? Yeah, that's as it's what I was out of
1: his body or that's something. That's what I'm thinking. Like, so. Rampant speculation, but it, it's based on speculation that I had in a previous cast, maybe okay. maybe a year ago. Um, when the when they raid the base in uh, in, in Avengers two, they find yeah. the mind gem, and the uh, the crew of the Hydra crew has been using the mind gem to extract information. Yeah, They say they've been, like, getting ideas from this mind gem. And you could take that as they're just studying it and taking its power, similar to what they did with the Tesseract. But it seemed more like they had, like... They were getting almost, like, blueprints and information. It almost seemed like it was a storage device that could hold... Um, it, data, or at least, or a consciousness, or something. Well, yeah. So that effect, and I mean, it did in a way. It held Ultron's consciousness. So, yeah,
0: because it was it was holding what looked like a, a mind. Because it, you know, um, yeah. Banner said it looks like it's thinking.
1: That's right. That's right. So this 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 mind gem is is not it's almost like it's almost seems like it is an ai gem that has a mind or an ai storage device like right. if we're going to go to the science room with it um which in my mind means if if thanos comes down to destroy uh to, to take the mind gem from him in those moments of his death he might be able to store himself on it as he's ri- as it's ripped from his body you know and oh, then God. and then in the final battle sequence somewhere we have like uh like 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 vision is somehow inside of thanos's like gauntlet like operating as a bod- bodiless like uh mind gem
0: it could be constantly working against thanos yeah
1: like his consciousness has still been trying to like Figure out how just to constantly undermine yeah. him or something. God, in the final battle, that
0: would be so cool. <laughs>
1: like, like as if vision, bo- like Im- disembodied vision, is fighting against
0: Thanos uh, in his own way. Like that'd be. They could do it in a really goofy way if Thanos just starts punching himself in the face with the gauntlet. <laughs> or they could just you know do it the right Spider-Man's way. Spider Man's like the gem. Stop peeling. hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs>
1: um yeah no it's that's a really good idea um good idea Levi uh it, it definitely goes with some speculation that we've had in the past, so that's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm a little worried about how good an idea that is because I don't want to see Vision get destroyed. I think I think that's probably happening.
1: I mean, like, because ah. if Thanos, we know that the Mind Gem is a big part of what Vision is and his creation yeah. and everything. And if Thanos is going to get get to full power, which I feel like we have to see him at full power. If he if he never gets the glove, it'll it'll feel just like every other. Um, avengers movie where you got to stop the bad guy from getting the thing yeah you know uh (laughs) keep them from getting to full power i think we need we need thanos at full power and then the heroes to do something interesting or clever to really take him down like that that's what needs to happen it doesn't need to be another hey look there's a swirly thing that's powerful do we have to we have to keep the villains away from it or we have to whatever you know push the villains into it or however that's going to work yeah. um, this next piece of feedback is Nathaniel Muzzy doing as he does giving us a rundown of what is going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe this is pretty amazing it's crazy how much is ha- how much is happening coming up
0: yeah, God. We've been talking about how much we have to do, especially coming up. and How much podcast there's going to be. <laughs> yeah, how much podcast there's going to be. And he's just... And this, this looks like it's just... Yeah, this is just TV series. Yeah, just
1: TV series. Here we go.
0: And he kind of just... Like, puts it to light how much we actually have coming up. All right, so he says to us on Facebook, so currently we have the following. Cloak and dagger, supposed to be for sure, but no news lately. Damage control, put pilot ordered, zero signs of life. The Runaways, i guess this will happen. New Warriors, doubt it makes it past a pilot based on being for ABC. The Punisher, happening. Daredevil Season 3, happening. Jessica Jones Season 2, happening. Luke Cage, happening. Iron Fist, happening. Defenders, happening. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., probably on his last legs. Most Wanted, dead, and Agent Carter, dead. That's a lot of things that are still happening. Four, five, six, seven... Eight. Eight, I guess, if you count Cloak and Dagger. Nine if you count Damage Control... Ten for the Runaways, eleven for New Warriors. That's that's a bunch of seasons. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Or that's you? a bunch of series. It's gonna be great. And that's not counting the movies that we have coming Man, up. all because next year we start the three movie years. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've been talking Oops. about it for two years now, but they're 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 here next year. Like, it's
0: happening. It's it's happening. <laughs> it's really happening. <laughs> Uh, Omar Omalia said to us on Facebook don't know if you're going to cast about it or not but the Thor clip from San Diego Comic Con was great when he's sitting with Bruce Banner I noticed he hung up on Tony and just went on with Thor also Bruce kind of le- uh, leans on Mjolnir and I'm, I'm certain it budged but we're not taking this clip seriously are we? Right. I'm planning to keep the t-shirt per episode going again for Luke Cage and maybe retroactively design past episodes any episode in particular you'd like that I missed any MCU related content is game. Peace and love guys Nice, uh,
1: yeah, that San Comic Con clip was great. Did you get a chance to see it?
0: Yeah, I did. Um, that was basically where Thor was during Civil War. Yeah, and I, oh my god, I lost it when he was just like, "Is it? Is that? Is that Tony? Is that? Tell him, tell him to call me," and then like. He says he, he tried to call, but he's like, No, I don't have a phone. Tell, tell him to send a raven. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, I died when he said to send a raven. Yeah,
1: super good. Could not. I don't... Uh, to answer his question, I don't take that seriously. I don't think that was in the Cinematic Universe. Uh, I think it was <laughs> no, just, a, not canon. just a skit. But uh, <laughs> it's says canon as... Uh, have you seen the um, SNL skit where... Um, Oh gosh, Thor is in... Thor is the host that week. Gosh, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is the host that week, and they actually have him as Thor being interviewed on the street um, as a as the Avengers are fighting in the background or something. It's super good.
0: No, I haven't seen that. It's real
1: funny. <laughs> but it's, it's the same kind of thing, just <laughs> Thor being Thor. It's
0: pretty great. Yeah? Pretty great. <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's see. <clears throat> Joshua Carr said to us, this is an email? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an email. Uh, I said, Hello, Matt and Jeff. Hello, Joshua. <laughs> Just a couple of random thoughts. The introduction of Ghost Rider to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of puts a new twist on the Season 1 episode Repairs, that being the one where the team is completely dismissive of the poor, cute, blonde lady who believes she was being persecuted by demons. True, they weren't wrong in that instance per se, but their refusal to even entertain the possibility makes this team, who works with strange supernatural phenomena almost exclusively, seem shockingly close-minded. Not a big thing by any means, but for the sake of that sweet, deep continuity, a callback to that episode would be a nice touch. Yeah,
1: I don't even so think we can- necessarily need a callback directly to that episode. There's just, they've been very much, uh, you know faith versus science in us um, even last season with lincoln believing that the Inhumans had purpose yeah. and uh, obviously um,
0: destiny versus make your own yeah. you know
1: yeah absolutely and so i think there's or i guess destiny versus chaos yeah there's a whole lot there's a whole lot going on there and i think our our two scientists and i don't even think our whole team was super uh, unbelieving of of the 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 demons that were that that were bothering that lady, I think it was mostly just uh, Fitz and Simmons. They were like, "No, no, that doesn't happen." We're scientists; we know. <laughs> they, they had a little, they had a bit of hubris, and I think this season, if they go with the Ghost Rider um, origin, the the one from the books, like I think that um, they're going to have to eat their words a little bit.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're gonna put ketchup on them and yeah. just devour them. I do.
1: Yeah, just, I don't know. I mean, like, we got the hand happening in Daredevil. Um, that's, that's seeming pretty darn uh, um, supernatural. Mm,
0: yeah, that's very magical. Doctor Strange,
1: <laughs> obvious, weirdly enough, even though he's the, like, Sorcerer Supreme, so far, Doctor Strange, from the trailers, looks the least magical. <laughs> to me. I don't know, I don't know if you feel that way, but so far, it looks like they're just, like, they're learning to cross over into other, other like realities or something. Like nah, they're, they're going to go with like some sort of uh, yeah, we have these powers, but it's because we're able to you know create portals to other dimensions using these artifacts, which kind of goes more with the Thor. Like it's just science you don't understand yet or whatever. Um, yeah, but, but but we'll wait. We we'll have to wait and see because that's that's only not that long either. Not that long. God, less than two months. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. We can uh, we can go back to Joshua's statement. I was okay. just uh, uh, wanting wanted to to respond to one thing at a time.
0: I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, he said, second, I have a theory about Donald Glover's role in Spider-Man: Homecoming. I know a lot of people inexplicably think he's going to be Miles Morales, but considering that Glover is." 13 years older than Tom Holland I think that would be a completely nonsensical casting idea I do find it odd that his character hasn't been revealed yet though uh, just as I find it odd that another important character which no good Spider-Man film would leave out hasn't been announced what I'm saying is do you suppose Donald Glover could be J. Jonah Jameson he wouldn't be my first choice that would be Nick Offerman but Marvel has made stranger casting choices that have paid off so I think it could work Anyway, thanks for indulging my ramblings. Excelsior are true believers. I don't know about Donald Glover
1: for J. Jonah Jameson, but I can't think of anyone doing J. Jonah Jameson better than, uh... uh, J.K. Simmons? Right, that's his name.
0: Yeah, J.K. Simmons. I'm
1: like, J.K., that's not... I'm not (laughs) not a real name. not the Harry Potter writer. (laughs) Um... But no, yeah, J.K. Simmons did an amazing job, and it's really hard to... I feel like he encapsulated the perfect um, comic book, J. Jonah Jameson, right? Am, am yeah. I wrong on that? I think that was, no, you're you're absolutely correct. It's hard to imagine anybody else in that role. Yeah, it really is. Um, I would not mind them bringing him back, honestly. He was amazing, <laughs> and he's still amazing, and he'd be great. But yeah. I don't know if anyone's gonna else is going to do it better, so they might as well go different. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, if you can't do it... If you can't do the same thing better, you might as well just go completely off the rails and, and you know, carve your own path. Yeah. Um,
1: absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, let's see. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, and you're welcome, Joshua, for indulging your ramblings. Um, <laughs> that's what we do
1: here. That's what we do.
0: That's Yeah, you're indulging our ramblings. Yeah, so, you guys, you know, thank you.
1: You guys all indulge ours. We indulge them back. It's just... It's real,
0: real... Uh, it's give and take.
1: Yeah. Uh, we have a couple <laughs> voicemails. Oh, we do? We, we, we do, in fact. Okay. Um, let's play those. I think one's getting on your case. Uh-oh. No.
0: I'm scared. The <laughs> girl from Stranger Things who wants to play um, Squirrel Girl is not the little girl Eleven. It's the redhead, the nerdy girl, uh, the redhead.
1: I believe he's speaking of Barb. From Stranger Things. So last week we reported that it was eleven that it was interested, which also would have been cool casting,
0: but it's Barb, which is Yeah. I, I already apologized no, to, for that. On Twitter, yeah. I know. On Twitter, yeah. yeah. But I was just And Facebook. But yeah. That's not everybody
1: checks our to fa- Twitter and Facebook, so
0: I know. But they need to.
1: Yeah, I agreed. But you know.
0: They're the people we that got, are just now hearing me say I'm well, sorry for cats. misleading you. You're you're behind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) People who are just hearing me say that I'm sorry, it's your fault. (laughs) Um,
0: It's your fault for not hearing me say that I'm sorry yet. But no, I am sorry. Um, I completely skipped, or well, lapsed on research. That's that's all
1: good, man. Not a big deal. As I should have done, uh, but wanted yeah. to play his play his voicemail? I always appreciate a voicemail, and uh, but yes, <laughs>
0: especially we, if it's trash and Jazz. We were wrong.
1: We were wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't look into it either. Uh, we were wrong. So yeah, it's yeah. And I think she'd be uh, an interesting squirrel girl. I don't know anything yeah. about the character of squirrel girl, but just from pictures and stuff, I could see Barb going going. She's for that. unbeatable. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. There's uh there's a. It's kind of. I would say it's more of just a really fun comic, but there's um, there's one um, one issue where she beats Thanos. <laughs> like, she beats the crap out of Thanos, just on a whim. Someone
1: posted a Squirrel Girl uh, a shot, for, and they, they left the thing on Twitter. Uh, it was Brandon on Twitter says, "Also at MCUcast, just found this great little Easter egg in Squirrel Girl number one, and I love this picture. It's um, oh, yeah. it's from Squirrel Girl number one, and there's a bar." Called Bar on Zemo, Bar on Zemo. Bar on Zemo, like Zemo's a street, um, but it's Baron. It's obviously a a reference to Baron. Obviously, it's Baron
0: Zemo. Yeah, that's
1: that's super good. It's just like in the background while action's going on in front or whatever. You just see. Oh yeah. You just see Bar on Zemo. It's super nice. Let's see. Nice job, Squirrel Girl, one writers. Um, (laughs) You got it. You nailed it. it. You did a good joke. Uh, and here's our here's another voicemail we've got uh, from uh, Matthew.
0: Hi, I'm um, uh, my name's Matthew Reeves, and I live in Florida. And it's my first time listening to it, and it was about the Infinity War um, news. And uh, oh, it sounds great! Um, can't wait for it. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Keep up the great work. Um,
1: great, great, great podcast. Um, that's all. Bye. Well, thank you so much, Matthew. We appreciate that. Yes, uh, thank you, thank Matthew. Thank you for listening. We're glad you're a new listener. And, uh, yeah, if any... The, the best way you guys can help out the cast, we love... Uh, we love to hear from you guys. And the best the best way is to help us grow the community. If you like the cast, share us on Facebook or Twitter. or Like us in whatever app you, you use because uh, that's how more people find us. And it's awesome to have people Spread listening. Spread the word. Thank you so much for listening and... Uh, Yeah. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, everybody.
0: Uh, All right. I'm kind of surprised that you weren't like, hey,
1: Matthew, great name. Yeah, it is a good name. It is a good name. (laughs) Uh, Brandon uh, on Twitter did a watch of Iron Man 2 the other night and sent us a bunch of uh, Iron Man 2 tweets, which was a little random, but I liked it. (laughs)
0: And, and it, <laughs> well, I you know I did live tweets while I was watching um, the Captain America stuff in prep for Civil War. Yeah, I, 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 I can dig it. So let's see. He said uh, tonight's classic at Marvel movie selection: Iron Man Two. Classic is a relative term. We'll be tweeting thoughts to Adam to you cast. I like it. Uh, and Then next one. He said Adam to you cast. I appreciate that. They bring Rhodes into Iron Man 2 so soon to get the recast out of the way.
1: That, that's such a great moment when they bring the recast, bring him in to recast him because he actually says, he walks on screen and says, listen, I'm here. Just get over it.
0: Yeah. It's I'm here. It's me deal with it. Yeah. Or yeah. Get it's over so it. good. It's super meta. It's such a super meta line, but like, absolutely necessary, I would think. Yeah. Or, well,
1: it's just like, screw you guys, we're gonna, re- we have to recast, just get over it. <laughs> it's pretty great. And it works out for the best. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, che- I mean, Cheadle's just awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I- yeah. I really liked the first Rhodes as well. Um, Ter- Terrence, Terrence Howard. It was, was yeah. great, but, uh, but uh, yeah, he doesn't really hold a candle to Don Cheadle in my mind. <laughs>
0: Truth be, <laughs>
1: truth
0: be told? Truth be told. Alright, so uh, Brandon later said, At MCUcast, biggest takeaway from Iron Man 2 is how drastic Tony's character development is after the events in The Avengers, and Tony's health mattered more to me than Vanko as the villain.
1: That is the Marvel way. Uh, yeah, The hero always just matters more than the villain. <laughs> Right, I mean, that's what er- yeah. everyone complains
0: about it being a problem. I don't consider it a problem necessarily. Just I mean, that's the way comics are supposed to be, or how superheroes are supposed to be. Yeah, I, I guess. I, yeah, I feel like um. for 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 the
1: you know all of the uh, Batman movies, most except for maybe Batman Begins, are about the villains. They're like, hey, we all know who Batman is. He he's this cool leather-wearing <laughs> crime fighter uh now or rubber-wearing whatever whatever floats your perspective bat boats uh but
0: <laughs> Bat boats.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah but I'm digging it but uh it's really like that movie The first Batman, 1988, is about the Joker. It's like, it's the Joker's story, and you're having to... Batman's this established guy. And the next movie is about the Penguin and Catwoman. And the next movie is is very... They're very villain-focused films. And Marvel decided to go a different way with it. They decided to tell a hero's journey, you know, which...
0: Well, there's also the fact that like everybody knows who Batman is. Absolutely, like he's the most one of the mo- yeah he's one of the more popular. I'm sorry, one of the most popular comic book characters ever. But he's got the best rogues gallery out of any comic book. See and I Hero. think that's a
1: problem for the Batman movies thus far is that they have so focused on the villains because he has such a great rogues gallery, they get like it's like they're being distracted by the shiny things. Instead of telling like yeah. instead of telling a hero's journey, like classic Joseph Campbell style like hero's journey shit. They're like, Hey, you know what we could do? Lots of clown stuff. <laughs> um every other movie, let's make it about a clown. Which is it's wonderful when that works, and then when it works at its best is it's when the clown is the 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 uh, clown prince of crime is is really revealing things about batman like uh and 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 how they how they differ is what like brings out portions of the Batman Mythos and like makes you understand the character of Batman better because how of how he holds up against such a, a agent of chaos you know and I love I love yeah. those stories and I'm just, so this, like
0: the disparity of the characters yeah just really tells the story better than them telling a story about you know a guy who's in a suit because he has to be cold all the time yeah and, and that's not. And and the, the, even
1: even that those stories can be told beautifully as well as the the um animated series showed us. Um Oh yeah. Yeah. Those those stories can be told wonderfully as well. It's just I think Marvel has decided that they're going to tell heroes tales. Yeah. At least so far. Um and make them fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not that not that 1988 Batman's not fun. I mean prince is all in that movie with like uh, that's the thing it's like i feel like they don't they don't go into you know the heath ledger joker really did the whole like we're different sides of the same coin like i'm the joker i'm the agent of chaos i really want to bring you down to my level like i want you to kill me to prove i would rather you kill me and i lose this whole thing just to prove who you are inside like
0: that's yeah, just to prove that you can be brought down. And that's
1: why that movie's so good. They they get the Joker pretty right, um, for the most part. Uh, yeah. there's still some bad things about that movie, but I digress. Um, <laughs> that movie. This is the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that's not that's not the kind of stories they've chosen to tell so far, and I think so far that's been a wise decision. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind them telling a good villain story.
0: Well, I mean, they have. Loki. Um, <sighs> <laughs> it's mostly been that fans latched on to Loki and Marvel responded. Sure, sure. And I don't even know that I would say that he's been a
1: good villain story. He's, kind of, he's more of an anti-hero so far. Um, I guess he was... I don't even feel like he was much of the villain in Avengers, even though he was. He was the kind of the puppet doing what he had to do. And he was trying to bring about Thanos' plan. You know, it's it's like a, I don't know, I I can't really say it's not a villain. It just didn't, it still didn't feel like a villain story. The Avenger, Thor feels like Thor's story, Thor one. Uh, the Avengers feels like the Avengers story. It's about them coming together, and Loki's kind of just this threat. Um, and uh, in Thor two, he's in it, but he's very much an antihero. Like I think Thor yeah. two is very much the response. Like you're talking about It's the response to the fans loving, loving Loki They're like well let's make him ca- We can't change his character completely But we want to have him on the boat With Thor as long as possible Because uh, the fans like <laughs> yeah. him so much And they wrote a lot for Loki in that movie and, uh, and ended up giving him Like a great tragedy And like really really Just had some great scenes with Loki um, But in that movie I don't think he was the villain So I, I don't <laughs> yeah. At least of that movie now we'll see what happens oh, with yeah, Ragnarok
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see Last up, oh this is the last bit of our feedback uh, Brandon watched another movie Told us about it Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he said, at MCU cast Tonight's movie, Winter Soldier Seeing Fury as such a BA Makes me more bummed he wasn't in Civil War Yeah Well, you know Samuel L has He's got contractual obligations And his contract is coming close To being up and he wants he wants to resign. He wants to to you know re up on it, but has not quite gotten around to that talk with Marvel yet, as he has said in an interview.
1: Yeah, it was a bummer they wasn't there. Although I think if Fury had been there, they might have just solved it. <laughs> um, it would have just been fine. With them fighting is kind of like uh, mom and dad left the house. Mom and dad being uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill. And uh, the kids are fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) That's kind of what happened.
0: I can see that. (laughs) I can see that outlook. Well, man, you want to talk about some Luke Cage? Yeah, man. Hit the plugs, though. Yeah, I was
1: planning on it. Plug us we in. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the giant-sized team-up network. Uh, if you want to find anything about us, you can hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or if you want to call and leave a voicemail, call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, if you'd like... To help us out, please subscribe on iTunes or leave a review, or in whatever podcast app you're hitting using right now, share us or like us or anything like that. It all helps get traffic to our. uh, If you know you've got a bunch of nerdy friends who like Marvel Cinematic Universe, why not share this podcast on Facebook? Um, You know, (laughs) put up put up a nerd flag so everyone knows. Um, Yeah,
0: throw the nerd flare.
1: Yeah, see, I have I always call it my secret nerd flag. My band is called uh, Matt Carroll and the Browncoats. Oh yeah because I love uh, firefly and people that love firefly are called brown coats. Uh yep. and so it's Matt Carroll and the Brown Coats and m- to most people it just sounds like a band name but uh <laughs> some people who wear brown about every 15th person is like wait uh brown coats does that mean are you talking about firefly and I'm like yes secret nerd flag worked. <laughs> 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 we're f- we're we're friends now.
0: <laughs> we're friends now forever. Don't you ever leave me.
1: <laughs> anyway, guys, if you're listening for another podcast similar to ours, but uh, about the DC universe, check out DC on screen. They're our buddies, part of the network. And uh, Dave has been my friend since uh, we were six. So, Since you were a wee lad. So we have uh, lots of similarities. And if you like listening to me talk, you might like listening to him talk. Um.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, before we go past the review, or past the talking about where to review is, I did want to mention one great iTunes review um, that I saw recently from uh, Rogue Maestro, or Maestro. Anyway, uh, the title of it is My Go-To After Any MCU Viewing. Uh, It says, when I'm listening to this podcast, it feels like I'm hanging in a bar with two close friends. This is the podcast I look for after any MCU movie or TV show. Aww. You know what? We are very close friends with
1: you. That's super sweet. I like that. That's exactly what I want this to feel like. It's just, we're not experts on anything except for we watch <laughs> we watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and discuss. And so, you know, we're not...
0: And then I remember all of it. <laughs> what now?
1: I said, and then I remember all you, of it. <laughs> you try to remember all of it. I don't even try.
0: I do my best. <laughs> yeah. We're really good at finding that deep... Continuity, yeah, and that when we say it like that, that's where the bar part comes in. Yeah, gotta—we're just dirty old men, anyway.
1: Right, gotta meet some ladies. So, so if we're if <laughs> this is if this is a bar and we're all chatting as friends, uh, where the ladies? Where are the ladies? At? Who's
0: my wingman?
1: Uh, if, if hey, ladies, uh, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook at MCUCast uh, MCU cast or MCU cast. Uh, sorry thank you it, you didn't you, you i feel like you're not listening to me jeff because you're you, there was no laughter at all and i just started to feel real awkward about my joke
0: no i was just gonna throw in some like what's up noelle <laughs> <laughs> that's Cause right I know that she's one of our frequent female um feedbackers that's right
1: and and i think we 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 <laughs> we talked at her like that a while back too
0: so oh yeah, yeah! It's a little throwback there. <laughs> a little throwback to ourselves. But yeah, no. Anyway, God, we're too self-referential. Uh, so let's talk about Luke Cage, Avenger. Yeah, let's do it. Luke Cage, Avenger. Recent comic came out last month. Luke Cage, Avenger. It's a, it's a collection um, of
1: older comics. We should say
0: it's yeah, not recent it's, as you know,
1: new con- new content but
0: it's well yeah it's it's a recent trade thing it's to get everybody excited about the series come yeah. on it's a, it's a nice way of getting to know the series
1: getting to know who Luke Cage is and what his stories are like um it was pretty cool and it's it, it's interesting um i guess <laughs> they wanted to tell a modern story i think a, a lot of his earlier stuff from I guess 70s or 80s. I'm not sure when he began. Um, Uh, 77 is when he started. That stuff seems a little dated now. (laughs) And probably... Oh, yeah. It's dated and probably racially uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) so they went with, uh, modern telling of stories. And one of the the major through line of the comic book is him going to Philadelphia and dealing with problems like he used to is kind of the the way it's, it's couched, like, um one of his friends is in trouble and he's, he's now lived a life where he's, he's no longer a street level hero. He's been an Avenger,
0: but yeah, he's now an Avenger. The way
1: they wanted to tell oh. who Luke Cage is, is
0: I misspoke just a minute ago. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. It was June 72. Okay.
1: Not 77. Okay, cool. Yeah. I thought, I thought My it was seven. I thought it was securely in the seventies. Um, yeah. Very like black
0: exploitation sort of, uh, oh, yeah. thing right in the middle of it. Yeah. So, um, so he's no longer the street level hero, but he goes to Philadelphia to do street level hero stuff. Even though he's an Avenger and people know him, but it seems like in the comic, people in Philadelphia didn't know him. Like they were shooting at him, and he's like, "You, you know that? You know who I am, right? Like, yeah. Are you serious, right like now? People shooting at me? They don't even bother anymore." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like, that doesn't even sting anymore. So it was an
1: interesting way for them to go back and tell a, young, almost like a, this is what Luke Cage used to be like, without actually retelling any of the old, like, 70s comic books that are probably... Yeah, even
0: though they did, in the they last did, one. They did,
1: they did have one, uh, was there just one book in there that was actually an older, older comic book?
0: But you know what? That one that one helped me with uh with Marvel vs DC trivia. Oh yeah? At Dragon Con. Ha, nice. What did what did, what was the uh Wasn't even
1: Luke Cage related. What was the question? I'm I'm curious.
0: The question was this is the um this is the alter ego of Moon Knight when he's a cab driver. Nice. And it was Jake Lockley. That's right.
1: Right, yeah, that that was that was fun. It was like a, it was a comic from, I guess, the 70s, maybe 80s, and it had Spider Man, Daredevil, um, Iron Fist. Was Iron Fist in that one?
0: Yeah, Iron Fist was in that.
1: Uh, Iron Fist, um, Moon Knight. Uh, it was just so it's just a lot of fun. Luke Cage, of course, um, a lot of fun to see like where these characters really kind of came from, you know?
0: Yeah, it was like Defenders plus Spider Man. Yeah. Because Moon Knight was in the Defenders at one point. Oh, neat. And, um, you know, it was, it's, it's different because Moon Knight is very much mystical and, and mystical, magical, uh, based on, like, ancient Egyptian stuff. Ancient Egyptian, um, what is the word? Mythology. And kind of bringing that to the, to the modern day, but, like, in a very interesting and and new way. I just I I'm glad that they put him in there, but like it was also kind of out of nowhere. And if you hadn't read anything about Mark Spector before, you were just like, "Who is this? Who does he fly?" Yeah. I didn't they didn't they didn't do
1: much to explain who he was. It was just like and I I know I've I've I was mostly only heard of Moon Knight in like games and things. I've never actually read any Moon Knight, so it was if if it hadn't been for like uh Marvel Legendary I probably wouldn't have really, really known much about Moon Knight at all <laughs> um, or or yeah, Marvel fair. uh fighting game on my phone or whatever
0: <laughs> yeah um this actually made me more interested uh, to find more Moon Knight comics, because, like, you know, I read a couple here and there, and was like, oh, that's a neat idea, like, I'll read more on Wikipedia, but, like, after this, I was just like, I I need more Moon Knight in my life. Uh, don't
1: worry about it, man, we'll just get to it in two years when they announce the series. <laughs> right. At this rate.
0: We'll just throw down then. It'll be fine. <laughs> so... In this comic, we get a whole lot of Luke Cage by himself. We also get some uh, some him talking with Iron Fist, like you know, some some interaction between them. But it's mostly just Luke Cage by himself. And what really what really stood out to me as far as like what it it called to, um, as far as current MCU events is the Civil War. Like the the Accords are out. The Accords are a thing now. And Luke Cage is going to have to deal with that, and he had to deal with that a lot in in the comic that we read because there was that one point where, like, as soon as midnight hit and the uh, the superhero registration act was it was put into effect, his apartment was raided, and he just he fought his way out. And like, if Luke Cage has to do that and deal with that kind of consequence, while also being street level hero cleaning up Harlem, like, yeah that's going to add such a, a crazy dimension to this series I'm
1: very interested to see what they really get into from the superhero uh, registration act or whatever which is not the registration act but the Sokovia Accords um, yeah. so it's more to do with the Avengers or what not but it's, um, it's interesting
0: I mean, we saw in Agents of Shield that there's supposed to be, you know, more to it. Sure, sure, before, sure, absolutely. You know, all it's just, enhanced individuals it's
1: just uh, don't know what they're
0: going to do with the Netflix shows. So, yeah, and we saw in uh, in the first, like the first one in this Luke Cage Avenger book, um, was an origin. It was Luke Cage origin story. Um, just kind of, it seemed like it was a recap. <clears throat> From his point of view, like him telling a story, as if you know somebody's sitting on the couch with him, and he's just talking about how he got there. And um, what I'm, what I'm kind of interested, or what what the imagery in that one called to, or uh, called back to, I guess, as far as as I remember, is that he and um, Willis Stryker were fighting in the street, and you know he tied him up with adamantium chains or whatever so obviously they can't have adamantium chains but um he and willis were fighting in the street in the comic and we've seen uh set photos from luke cage of him and Stryker fighting in the street that's awesome with a bunch of people around so like that's gonna happen we're gonna get to see that (laughs) that's pretty great it's pretty great um Overall, I really like
1: this comic book. It was uh, even better than the Iron Fist stuff we listened uh, for me anyway. It was even better than the Iron Fist stuff we read a couple weeks ago, um, and those were already good and kind of modern and and and, and kept my, kept my interest a lot more. Um, but yeah. This was this was really really modern and oh and also e- even though even the, even the one from the seventies was like really quite good and interesting and uh, it had the Purple Man in it which
0: was awesome. <laughs> It did have the purple man in it, and it made me sad for that character, (laughs) in Jessica Jones. Um, It wasn't, you know, in the comic, mostly because because it was so dated, it wasn't as cool as David Tennant, you know? I don't know, man. I kind of,
1: yes, obviously David Tennant brought some greatness to that role, but reading it, I was like, you know what? This character isn't all that different. Um it yeah. really it didn't yeah. it didn't feel inconsistent with David Tennant's character to me. I was obviously a little bit uh, watered down. But I mean he was just yeah. like like picks up a woman and just like forces her to leave her man and follow him. Like it was real uh it was very much the purple man. I li- I liked it. Yeah. And I think he just like throws her out when he's done with her.
0: Yeah you know, yeah, he uh he forces her to kiss him and he's like you call that a kiss? Get out of here. <laughs> That's right. He's like, God, it's no fun anymore having complete domination over everybody. Uh, it sucks. And apparently, the only person that can that can withstand him, Daredevil in this? is Daredevil, but also Wilson Fisk. But like, he talks about how Daredevil is the only one that can stand up to him. And I was like, Come on, I want to see that interaction. Come on. You you mean please. on screen? You mean you mean the, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, I want to see that in the Netflix MCU. Verse, whatever. I want to see it. I want to see it on screen with David Tennant and Charlie Cox. I wonder if that.
1: I wonder if that's even true in that universe.
0: I don't know, but I want to see it happen. I
1: would. I would love to see Tennant back as the Purple Man. I really am sad that it doesn't seem like that's going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. I. But you know, death. There is no such thing. It is true. It is true. They, I mean, they said that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe maybe they'll put him in the in the vase.
1: <laughs> Why would they do that?
0: <laughs> but, it would be the worst idea.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Well, uh, what else did you do? Anything else particularly you liked about this comic book?
0: I like, well, we don't normally talk about the art style, mostly because it's not relevant to you know how it's going to end up right. in the MCU. And,
1: and, 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 and it changes throughout these books because they're all different. You
0: know, yeah, because they're all different yeah. artists. I, I wanted to mention the the art style between the first couple of books and like the middle two. I think were like vastly different. For the, sure, the one in the middle two was I don't know. It felt grittier. It felt more um, like it, it 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 evoked more of a street level gangster feel. You know, yeah, yeah. like that that gritty art style and i liked that it did that it was just it was very off-putting from the first couple where you know you've got luke cage avenger talking about civil war and fighting his way out of the city and and captain america and falcon and um bucky showing up to help him like there's a lot yeah a lot of difference yeah that was uh, it was real neat to
1: see him him and jessica jones interacting with like the the big avengers you know
0: Yeah, and they have a kid. Yeah, like they have a kid together, and that's 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 one of the big things. Also, is that you know we knew that they got together in the comics eventually, but it's it's kind of I don't know. It's it's different to have it just kind of put back in your face. Like yes, they do get together. They get married. They have a they have a kid, and then they've also got to deal with all these grown up, really big Avengers things.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: man. There's so much that this world has going on now. I'm just, I'm really excited to see where they go with it. Yeah, me too.
1: Me too. Really, really cool, really cool book. It makes me excited for Luke Cage, which we will be back to talk about in two weeks. Like, the actual thing. No, like, 24 days, 24 days, sorry.
0: Yeah, two weeks is going to be the uh, the start of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Where we'll get back, uh, we'll get back on the season premiere of that. Are we going to wait until then to do another episode? I think we are. Okay, so we're we're going to be
1: our last summer break week.
0: Last summer break week. um, I'll probably drop an extra episode about the um, all of the 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 DVD add-ons, the extra deleted scenes and whatnot, um, which there are already some of out. Yeah, I've seen a a little bit of
1: it. I saw the one with. uh, Natasha Romanov and uh, Black Panther discussing um, discussing his his going into that battle or whatever.
0: Oh yeah. That was yeah. pretty
1: great. Pretty great.
0: So yeah, in two weeks we're going to have our season premiere episode and then uh, a week later we'll have the next episode and then that next Friday on the 30th we're going straight into Luke Cage real hard. Yep.
1: Yep, we're, we'll be right here with you guys for so much uh, Marvel, so much marveling that we're going to be doing at all of these. More Marvel than you can shake a stick. Yeah. at. Yeah, I mean you can probably shake a stick at it. That's. Fair. I don't think anything about the amount of television and movies they're producing prevents you
0: from stick shaking,
1: of whatever of whatever stick whatever type you enjoy.
0: <laughs> you know, whatever stick you want to wave. You can do it. I believe in you.
1: But it's not very nice to do. He's blind, and waving him around is kind of a dick move. Oh, I get it. Yeah.
0: Stick, like, from Daredevil.
1: Yeah, it was a a, really bad bad pun. All right. Well.
0: (sighs) Until next time, true believers.